Welcome to the Saints of City and Me, a podcast delivering audio love letters to and from the City of New Orleans and our New Orleans Saints. I'm Dan and I'm joined by my co-host Mike. Today we have the pleasure of welcoming an incredibly resilient and talented individual to our podcast. He's a son of New Orleans, he's a published author, a former professional footballer and also a former New Orleans Saint. His journey is not just about overcoming challenges, but also inspiring others with his unwavering determination and passion for life and the game of football. And did I mention he's also one of my favourite saints. Welcome to the show, Delvin Bro Senior. Delvin, how are you doing, sir? Yo, yo, thank you guys for having me. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Uh, we're, we're, uh, we're over the moon to have you on. It's a, it's a real honour and a privilege, both myself and Dan. Delvin, thank you for coming on, mate. Absolutely. My pleasure. Yeah, I suppose um, we ought to kick off just like, oh, sorry, Dan, go on, mate. No, go for it, Mike. No, I was going to say, we're just going to dive straight in. Obviously, myself and Dan been Saints fans. We're over here in the UK. Uh, at times, it's a struggle, not only from the performances of the team recently, but the hours that we have to, I think Dan will tell you he was up until, was it four o'clock on Thursday, Dan? Oh, Friday morning, yeah. Friday morning, yeah. So, but um, obviously, we've both read, read your book. Uh, an absolutely fantastic read. Um, just want to, yeah, there you go, look. Yeah, there you promotion, 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 yeah. all the way over from the UK. We just really want to, obviously, we, we've read your story and it would just be really enlightening for us to actually talk to you about your story because as Dan, Dan said, it's a very inspirational story. So growing up, obviously, things were pretty difficult, but what, what was the drive for you to, to sort of turn towards uh, football? Um, you know what, man, my dad, my dad used to, uh, he used to push us and work us every day, man. Um, since we came out the womb, man, all he did was make sure we, you know, focused on sports, focused on education and, um, well, it was always education first, then sports. Right. Um, but th that was it, man. He just trained us, trained us, trained us. And I, I want to say I was about five years old, six years old. We was playing on a neutral ground. Uh, growing up and my brothers and my cousins then was like, man, you're good, bro. Like you, you're fast. You got some moves. You can, you can play. Maybe you should go play football. So uh, my dad then brought us down to football at uh, Harrell. We started off at Harrell down in New Orleans, Uptown. And uh, my first practice, man, I, I, I like laid this kid out, man. Like <laughs> and my dad, like, bro, my dad was so happy. My dad was like, man, I think this might be it for you. And uh, man, ever since then, bro, I, I just love the game. I fell in love with the game. It's the, it's, it's passionate, and uh, like I said, man, I love it. Delvin, uh, New Orleans is obviously well known for so many great um, NFL players that have come up. You know, yourself, Taron Matthew. Um, you got Foster Moreau. These guys are at the Saints right now. Do you do you remember playing against these young like young players and just thinking? these guys are going to make it or players who did make it you played against at that at that age uh, yeah um i want to say uh tyron matthew name is uh, i want to say he's like two or three years uh younger than me so uh i, I want to say I, I may have gotten a chance to probably play against tyron in high school but when i started seeing and paying attention to tyron man was uh at, at these camps i want to say it was his junior senior i already knew who he was in the city just because he was a baller playing on the Pee Wee League level, man. I already knew who he was, but he really started sticking out when he got to high school. And I'm seeing these splash plays he's making. He's not just getting interceptions, but he's returning them. And he's when he gets on yeah. special teams at punt return, he's 
taking him to the crib. And I'm like, man, who is this small kid? Like, who, like, <laughs> bro, this dude is like, I, I think he's going to be something one day. And and it, the stadiums used to be packed on game days whenever he uh, they used to play. And, 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 man, it's very exciting, man. You knew he was one of the ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is that like to play in those big those stadiums that are packed out just for high school? Like as someone who who went on to play in the Superdome and and in in uh, Hamilton and, and all these places, what was it like just being a a sixteen year old kid playing in front of all those people? Man, oh my God, it was it was awesome, man. It was it was awesome, man. I want to say my first experience was uh, we was playing against Saint Aug. It was my sophomore year. Uh, I just came out of junior high at Francis W. Gregory. And it was my first year entering high school as a sophomore. So I'm like, okay, you know, it, it can't be that bad, not too bad. So we was playing against St. All week two. Man, when I tell you that crowd was crazy. Like, <laughs> when you look around city, uh, Tag Army Stadium, like, it was from end to end. Like, it was a horseshoe. So it's like everybody was in there, bro. I was nervous. I was like... Man, like when you come out the tunnel, it was boo. I was like, oh, like it really was high intensity. Anybody you whoever went to that game, they they can tell you the the rivalry it was, man. So it's it's pretty awesome. It's always incredible for us when we talk to Americans when they talk about sort of college football and you know, because growing up in the UK, we don't have anything similar with soccer. Like you don't get there's not a college soccer league, so you don't get you know, 15, 30, 60,000 people watching a load of 16-year-olds play soccer. And and sometimes it's, it's a very difficult thing to actually uh, appreciate that that's what sort of, uh, you know, high school, college football is like, the, the fact that it grabs so much attention. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's something that my, myself and Dan often uh, wonder about, don't we, mate? Yeah, definitely. We, we come over to New Orleans quite a lot. And it's definitely on my yeah. list to, to try and catch a high school game on a Friday night if we're over at the right time of, uh, time of year because I think just to experience mm. experience that would be amazing. Yes, man. Yes. Like, it, it's live. Get you something to eat. Get it. They be even tailgating and stuff out there, man. Like, you, yeah. you know, we, I didn't, we didn't really get to see that as players, right? But, like, now that I'm able to go to games, I'm like, I'm like, bro, y'all tailgating before the game? <laughs> like, bro, like, I, and I didn't know they do that in high school, right? So, Man, I'm finally getting to see all that type of stuff, man, and and, and I love it, man. A, a Friday night or a Saturday night, man, in New Orleans, lights on, man. It's dark at night, man. It's it's crazy, man. It gets crazy. I was I was gonna say, uh, so you're coaching right now at Booker T. Washington High School, is that correct? Um, yeah. So that's in correct. the UK, we have an NFL academy, which is uh, geared at trying to find young players in the UK and what they've been doing more recently is getting high schools from the US to come to the UK and play games against them I just wondered how, how beneficial do you think that would be to young young men from New Orleans to get an opportunity to travel to the UK and maybe have that experience of traveling and playing and and also testing the NFL UK against one of the best cities in the world when it comes to high school football yeah Man, that would be man. That that I didn't even know they were doing it. That's awesome, man. That would be a yeah. fantastic idea. First and foremost, it can give these kids more exposure. Uh, it can give these kids opportunity to learn new things. You know what I'm saying? So it'll give them an opportunity to just experience being away and out the country, doing something that 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 that, that they're not normally doing down here, man. So I I think that's phenomenal. Yeah, that, it's, that's, only, that's it's only it's only cool, man. It's what? only um. 
I think it's only been going for about uh, two years, hasn't it? Where they're getting um, they're getting teams over from yeah. the US. But they it's haven't really obviously... gone for. <laughs> so, so no, I was going to say so who who they had who recently was went out there. They had a high school from uh, I think the three cities were from New York, Pennsylvania, okay. and Florida, and they wasn't big names. But from my point okay. of view, if you want to test what this academy is about, you get like a St. Augs or an Edna Carr come over and, and see what. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a real benchmark, then, isn't it? You know, against a side like that. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. But it's, it's it's also hugely beneficial for the young UK players who are trying to really test themselves, um, because obviously, you know, the NFL put a lot of money into this academy, and they obviously want international players mm-hmm. as well as getting really great athletes. They also want to promote the NFL internationally. So, you know, if you get uh, we know it's like that we've had a couple of obviously uh, British guys that have entered the NFL and the the NFL UK over here promote it hugely. And, you know, it's going to be beneficial all round for both the young individuals who possibly get to go, you know, to a, to a college to sort of get that degree in football that you don't get over here. You really don't right. get it over here. Oh wow, man, that's dope, man! Like, how how awesome would it be to get a, a, a to partner with like the NFL and get an NFL team over there, man? Like, that mm. would be huge. Like, that would be huge. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then it would give guys like the pros. It would give the pros an opportunity to experience different things, come see and enjoy. I think, yeah. man, that would be great. That would be cool, man. Because look, the UK they can pick up guys from. You know, America, you know what I'm saying? Like, they can build yeah. their own team, you know, and they have their locals there that they can recruit. Man, I, bro, that, 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 that'll be sweet. <laughs> yeah. You get that'll some kids playing in high school as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. So obviously, touching, we're touching on high school, uh, Delvin. Obviously, you know, one of the, the, the beginnings of the story that most people will know you um, four is obviously when when you um, when you broke your neck. Like obviously myself and Dan, we've read your book a couple of times. So you know, it's, <laughs> even before that, and I'd recommend anybody to read it because even the the sort of journey you're on, sort of before you started playing football, is like for for people like myself and Dan, it's such an interesting read because obviously it's, you had a you had a very tumultuous time growing up. But what 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 was um, when that incident happened, I mean, from the from your perspective, I mean, God, what was that like? Oh man, that that was probably the one of the most terrifying, but calmest situation I've ever been in. Because, like I said, I I didn't know my neck was broken when I got up off the field, and. Mm. You know, me taking my helmet off, walking off the field and, and jumping up and down, not knowing my neck was broken and being so calm in a situation like it. I don't know, man. Like it, it just felt like it was supposed to happen to me. It felt like I, I, I was I was the guy that it was supposed to happen to. Everything was so calm. Everything was so peaceful. Even when I got to the to the hospital, you know, the, the nurses are smiling, laughing like it's, it's peaceful. No doctors telling me that my 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 uh, my career was over with. Like, and just being in that moment, man. Like, like I said, it was terrifying, but it was just calm. Like I, like it's something I can't really explain. Like it's you know, it, like I said, it feel like it, it was meant for me to to handle that situation, to handle that adversity, because not a lot of people would 
have been able to handle it like I handled. Most people probably would have, you know, freak out. Most people would freak out. Or, oh no, my neck, you know, and and something that could really happen. But 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 everything was just so calm and it was just so peace and it was, it was still terrifying. But it, it was just calm in, in, in that state. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was. So go, on, Mike. No, Dan, you go, on, my friend. I was going to say, obviously, in your book, you talk about the struggles you had when you went to LSU and not being able to play and 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 where that led you from a, from a mental point of view. Uh, Mike and I have both um, experienced our, our struggles with our mental health in, in the past. How, how important is that for you now in terms of, you know, your what you're trying to do with young people in terms of using that experience that you had and, and the difficulties you went through and, and making sure that young men are, are better equipped to deal with those kind of scenarios that life throws at them? Oh, I think we've lost Delvin. No, he's still there. No, I, th I don't think you can hear. That is dropped off. Yeah. Well, I was like, we'll we'll hopefully get Delvin back. Um, yeah, we can obviously either do one or two things. We can either cut this section out of the pod, or we can carry on talking. <laughs> well, I think technical difficulties that you that you yeah get yeah yeah. Hey, look, he yeah. It's, it's live. Well, it's not it's not live, but it it, it could have been live. Yeah. Hey guys, yeah. Yeah, 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 you're back. Yeah, yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, you, you were just um I don't Delvin, I don't know if you heard Dan's question. Um, but Dan, do you wanna do you wanna just go back over that question? Yeah, so I was just saying about obviously we in your book you talk about the, the struggle you had when you was at LSU and you know dealing with not being able to play and the effect they had on your mental health and, and you you you've you know, you've been very open about that. Um and I'm saying that Mike and I have both experienced our own struggles with our own mental health and, and been on our own our own journeys. And I, I just wanted to link it back to the work you're doing with young people now in terms of trying to help equip young men with, you know, the the um, the tools to deal with the kind of challenges that affect their mental health. And I know you did a mental health football boot camp earlier this year. Um, just interested to to hear a bit about that, really. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that man, that was one of the probably the most depressing time, man. You know, not getting clear from LSU because that was probably a dream. You know, that was man, one of my mm. my only dream, you know, school to play for, man. And for them to to not uh clear me and everything, I just went into a deep depression uh state. And that's where I found uh um and started doing more research about uh mental health and started understanding, you know, those things that I that were happening to me was 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 caused by that and and the trauma and everything that I've been through as a kid and wanting to commit suicide like all those thoughts and things were were just part of my mental health and once I got a grasp of it and started asking people and talking to counselors and more people I want to say Miss Kristen Price at LSU during the time like once I asked her about mental health and what it meant what what it meant to her and then she broke it down to me and I was like man I I've been suffering from this all my life, like I've been having these emotional spells. I've been acting out. I've been having ADHD, my focus, my like, and once she broke it down to me, um, I, I was like, man, 
my dad and them may suffer from this. Like my parents may suffer from this. So maybe I I I, I could start doing an initiative, a program, and make it mean meaningful to not just myself, but to the ones in the community who don't really know about mental health or who don't really talk about it as much. Let me be that blueprint form, right? I have mm -hmm. a platform, so let me use it. Mental health is real. I let people know that I suffer with it, um, and I had suffered with it in the past. I suffer from it now, you know, and I'm working on myself daily with counselors. Um, I have different coping methods that I use now, whether it's yoga in the morning to release my mind, have my my, my brain clear before I enter the world. Um, or, or sometimes when I'm having these emotional spells, I would I would go in the shower and just cry. I would run a hot shower and I would just cry, man. Let let that out, man. I, I'm, I'm a human being at the end of the day, man. We have emotions, right? We, we mm. have emotions. We can't keep wearing our pride on our sleeve. Like my dad and them never really taught us growing up uh, uh, that you, you know, you, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to, you know, break down at times. It was always, you know, you got to be strong. You got to be tough. Like you can't be a wimp. You can't cry. You know, when things get tough, you got to keep going. I'm like, you know, but, but when is there a time for me to break down? When is there a time for me to, to cry? You know what I'm saying? Like all this stuff yeah. was, you know, just being bottled up and, and it, it just puts you in those deep, dark spaces. And that's, you know, that's something where you don't want to go. So for anybody out there that's that that's going through uh, uh, mental health uh, or, you know, that's being in those deep, dark spaces, like, you know, go seek help. You're not yeah. crazy. There's nothing wrong with you. It's normal. It's OK to not be OK. It's fine. Go cry. It's OK to have uh, 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 what attitudes at times. It's OK to react certain times a certain way. It's OK. We just got to find a way to combat that and balance that out um, and, and go find some coping methods. So, yeah, uh, that's what I would say. Yeah, it, it's interesting when, when you touch on that, Delvin, because obviously it's almost like there's a generational thing here, isn't it? Because you were saying about like, you, you know, you have to toughen up, you have to be strong, you have to push through. One of the great things about living in this sort of day and age is that especially men, men are allowed now to talk about their mental health. And it's an interesting point because obviously when you were saying about your dad was the one who was like, you know, you push through, you got to toughen up. And I think you've cut in later in life, you've sort of come to a realisation that obviously when your dad was growing up, he probably suffered from the same types of things that you have now, but he had no way of trying to find a way to deal with it or cope with it. He it almost took on that, well, push through, just be tough. So I just think it's great now that, you know, men of, even men of my age, I'm the oldest one on here, I can talk about my mental health freely and openly, and I do often. Man, that's good, man. Yes, indeed. Man, mm -hmm. like, I, I just did a story the other day uh, talking about mental health, and the lady was like, um, uh, the interviewer, she was like, Delvin, this is awesome that you're doing this. You're going to bring so much awareness for for not just mental health, but for men to come out and talk about it. Like a lot of men don't come out and talk about that they cry or that they be weak or that they break down. And so so I want to be that I want to be that 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 gate for them. I want them to understand that, man, it's OK. I'm tough. I Yes, I'm toughish. I would beat. The, I, I'm tough. I'm strong. But it's okay to break down. It's okay to have your moments to yourself to where you can recoup, recover, and get your mind back ready to go and, and co finish completing your purpose on this earth. I, I was going to say, I saw uh, I saw you in an interview recently, Delvin, and I can, <laughs> I can say you do look in great shape still, even though you, uh, yeah. you hung up the clean last year. You look look good. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, physical strength. Hey, Dan, that's, that's, a bro, that's a bro jersey I'm seeing. 
Wait, it's, it's a 40. I've got the 40 on. Oh, he got the phone. Okay, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, indeed. To go, to go there, and as a Saints fan, you're the first time we – well, the first time I've had a, an extended conversation with a, a former Saints player – I need to ask you, as as a as a, a young man who grew up in the Iberville projects in in just outside, you know, the French Quarter. What was it like stepping out into the Superdome that first time when you put on the black and gold? Oh man, that feeling when I when I first walked out that 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 tunnel, man, that feeling was just amazing. Like I cried, man. Um, mm -hmm. I ain't gonna lie to you. I cried. I had tears coming down my eyes. And uh, I think we was playing against Houston Texans. And uh, whenever I heard the announcer talking about, and you're right, you know, starting cornerback, the right starting cornerback, Delvin Bro, and they start, I'm like, McDonald 35. And I'm like, man, it's just, it's <laughs> like, man, I finally made it. Like, like Delvin Bro, you here. Let's go dominate. Now is your time. Now you playing in front, like thousands, millions of people watching you on, you know, live streaming and up, bro. Like, it, it was just amazing. It was an amazing feeling for me. Mm. You're, yeah, I mean, from us over here, like four and a half thousand miles away, we was aware of your story to see a guy from New Orleans play for the team. You know, yeah. it was just, it, I think everyone just wanted you to succeed. And that first season, you gave us so many highs. It was just wonderful to, to watch you play. So I want to say that as, as for myself as a fan to say, as a fanboy to say thank you, uh, yeah. because it was a wonderful, you know, those that game you locked down Julio Jones was one of my yeah. favorite memories of you playing for the Saints. You just like mm. absolutely locked him up. Uh, sorry, I'm going fanboy here, but I'm conscious of time. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's no, brilliant. Man. It's like we, we over here, Delvin, even with soccer, it fans the one thing that fans love more than anything is when a local person, a local lad actually breaks through and is able to make it into the team it's, it's probably one of like myself and dad are obviously from london we're not new orleans but we feel adopted by the city so it's so proud we're so proud when we see somebody local who comes back into the team and plays and yeah i'd second what dan said it's a it, you know it's a wonderful thing to witness yeah brilliant man thank you guys so much man i really appreciate it like that's the love I need, man. I appreciate it. That's, that's genuine love, man. So thank you, guys. Yeah, absolutely genuine. What, what, what was your favorite moment from your career, Delvin? Just, just touching on the whole of your career. Um, if you have you one moment, what, you think, this is it. Man, you know, you know, just making it. But I'm, I'm gonna go beyond that. It, it was just being able to speak to everybody and build the the networks and connections while I, I, I was there, man. I still talk to some of the staff members. I still talk to some of the players, man. And, and, and speaking, like I said, I treated the janitor as if he was like Mickey Loomis, man, with the respect. And, and mm. I got joy out of that. I got, you know, I, I got great memories out of that because I still see those same people and I still see the same smiling faces or they get this big, bright smile on their face when they see me, man. So it's like, that was that was that, that was more important to me than playing mm. the game overall. Yeah, so and you, I, you I, get I that. that. Yeah, Delvin, you get that when because you, you talk in the book, I think about when you were working at Walk-Ons and then you were sort of briefly at Subway. But that was like that's where it became very human for you. It was like that where you had respect for everybody that you dealt with, and I think you've sort of taken that through the the rest of your life, haven't you? Regardless of you know being a Saints player, being adored by people. 
I think you've still got a very human touch to you, haven't you? Man, absolutely, man. I, absolutely. Love it. Yeah. I think we're we conscious, uh, of, time. Yeah, we're conscious of the time. Um, I only had one more question for you, Delvin, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah, yeah. in your in your first season with the Saints, you was uh, Rob Ryan was your defensive coordinator, and then halfway through the season, Dennis Allen came in. What was your experience of like working with Dennis as a as a DC when you was with the Saints? Oh uh, man, it was awesome, man. Um, it was a great time, man. He allowed us to play uh free, man. He allowed us to play fast. Um, he simplified the game plan for us to just go out there and make our plays whenever they came, man. Um, so I, I actually loved playing uh, for Dennis Allen and Rob Ryan, man. I, I loved Rob. Oh, I, I didn't know. Mm. Like I said, we didn't really get into the business side of things because we were more so worried about playing and winning games. Um, but, but Rob O was awesome too, man. I love playing with Rob O. I love playing with uh, Dennis, man. He gave us a, uh, different looks that we can play and use whenever we played against different opponents. Uh, he allowed us to play our game, man. Dennis, he was like, bro, we gonna fuck it. Oops, excuse my language, but he was like, no, we you're good. Have we've got the E. We got we're, the E. You're we're, good. we're British, Delvin. You should you should listen to some of our podcasts. <laughs> <They're actually laughs> <great. Yeah. laughs> well, he'd be like, he'd be like, bro, we're gonna let you fucking take out the number one receiver, just go press it up. So um man, it, it, it definitely was awesome. Um getting to uh learn from both of those guys, man. They're tremendous yeah. coaches, and I'm glad I was able to uh play underneath those uh systems. Yeah, it's funny say, you mentioned you... Rob. You, you met, sorry, Dan. You mentioned Rob Bryan over there. It's funny because he's quite—he's probably one of the biggest uh, NFL international faces in the UK. But because oh, for wow. a number of years he used to do the—he um, he was the studio guest in the U, in the UK studio when we had NFL games on. So everybody yeah. knows Rob, Rob and his long, beautiful white locks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, yeah, he's well known over here. Yes, indeed. Yeah, That's my guy there, man. You used to do the uh, do the sessions with Jeff. Look, Delvin, we know you've got a gumbo gumbo going, so we don't want to let that spoil. We just want to thank yeah. you so much for your time. It really wasn't, uh, from my point of view, an absolute honour to speak to you and a privilege. So I, I thank you, and I, I hope yeah. you uh, you and your family have a wonderful uh, festive period. Yeah, man. Thank yeah. you guys so much, man. Yeah, Delvin. I'd also, I'd also like to say uh, thank you very much from myself as well. But also, I want to just give a, a, a shout out to Jeff, who um, helped to arrange this for us. So, um, yeah, we we appreciate you both. Man, man, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Dan. Man, I appreciate it. Hey, and if anybody want to go check me out, y'all can follow me uh, Instagram, Bro Show Forty. That's B R E A U X S H O W. The number forty. And if you want to go buy a copy to my book. It's on Amazon.com or Amazon.ca. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Thank, Thank you, Delvin. Appreciate you, mate. Thank you. Yep. Go go get that book. It's a good read. Oh, it's a really, really good read. It's uh I, I think Dan, you said it at the beginning. It's like it's it's inspirational. You know, I think Delvin touched on it there where he um obviously when the incident happened and obviously he was saying about it, like he, he was, he had this mixture of calm and like being really worried. But when you actually read about that, even that episode of his journey in the hospital, um, you, you it is amazing that he, any, he made it anywhere near the NFL. And I don't think yeah. people appreciate just how big that is. Um, so, so, so yeah. Say Seven years after Delvin broke his neck, there was a guy playing for Tulane called Devin Walker, yeah. who mm -hmm. um, 
he broke just so Delvin broke three vertebrae, so C3, C4, and C5. Yeah, Devin Walker just broke his C4 and he's paralyzed from the neck down. He can't, he's still now seven years later, he's in a wheelchair. Um, so it just makes you realize like Delvin broke three vertebrae and he he managed to play, have a a successful career in the NFL, uh, albeit for the the misdiagnosis of injuries. I was going to say, which would have been more successful if not for that. Absolutely. I, I have no doubt, yeah. you know, that first season yeah. um, with the Saints, he, he was, special. He, was he, looked special he looked really good. Season, and I think those injuries robbed us of, uh, you know, potentially we would have looking at a tandem of, you know, 2016 Delvin Bro along or 15 Delvin Bro alongside 2017 Marshall Lattimore. Yeah. yeah Ken, Crawley, Ken Crawley probably doesn't, doesn't start if Delvin's, <laughs> Delvin's yeah. fit. And doesn't, and, uh, yeah, doesn't lost that. that. That one stellar season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, losses. Uh, Kane Corley was clamping them up. Uh, we got that, uh, exactly. that yeah, yeah. in the Dolphins game. Uh, no, I'm I'm gonna, gonna, that's what I'm saying. Delvin. But he, yeah, again, that one season, absolutely stellar. Absolutely. But yeah. you're right. I think Delvin, without the without the misdiagnosis, without some of the mistreatment, let's be honest about it, um, I think he could have been uh, uh, an absolute top quality cornerback for four or five years still. Yeah. And look, he still had a great career after that, and he's obviously very he happy. Was a, he was such a physically aggressive player as well. <laughs> yeah, that he probably yeah. could have easily dropped into a safety role at some point. And um, as he as he got older, yeah. and you know, as, as these things it, are with cornerbacks, they get a bit slower and stuff. But he was, yeah, but he's got the size and range to do that, hasn't he? Yeah, he well. was a big player. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was yeah, a big, yeah, big body really. on the field, and he had such. When you go back and watch the highlights, he had such length that he would. Yeah, you look at a lot. Of, he didn't. He only got three picks for the Saints. Yeah, uh, against the Jags, uh, Eagles, and I want to say <laughs> against the Panthers. Yeah, but if you look at his highlights, broke up so many plays of his yeah, length yeah, just yeah. to get to the ball, yeah. get that arm out and stop the receiver getting it. And you know, you watch some of the highlights. He locked up so many good, yeah, uh, wide receivers. Um, I think the only one that probably gave him a bit of a run was Odell Beckham, but Odell Beckham was at his pomp that year. I, and it was, was two New Orleans yeah, boys going toe to toe. So yeah, I'm sure there was yeah, some kind he of... He was giving uh, everybody terrors in, in, uh, in his pomp, yeah. weren't he? It was like, yeah. there are certain players, it doesn't matter who you are, that you find it very, very difficult to lock up. You know, we, we see it ourselves, yeah. even if we look at Marshawn, the, you know, even if he's in lockdown mode, sort of got a little bit sort of bullied last year in London, didn't he? Only for a couple of plays, because otherwise yeah. he actually did lock, de- lock um, Jefferson down. But there are a couple of plays. And when you're a player, like you were saying, o- OBJ and his pomp, all you need is a couple of plays, and then that's it. It doesn't matter if you lock somebody up for the whole game. One or two little plays, and then it looks like you've had a disaster. So, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Look at us with our Saints knowledge. I know we just we're just growing, aren't we? we're growing as a, as two individuals, yeah, yeah. two middle-aged men learning more about football. Yeah, about football. Yeah, what absolutely. a fucking joke Thursday night. I say that yeah. as you said, I said up to ten past four in the morning to watch that shit. But do you know what? I say watch that shit. We were just so we just have moments where you go, oh, we can we we're gonna we can do something, and then just like shit the bed. Um, yeah. You know, that uh, when yeah. that drive when Shahid scored, that the pass to Juan Johnson, I thought that's a great pass, great catch. He's pulled it on the yeah. sideline. Rashid scores. I'm like, this this is it, we're gonna come back. And then third downs on Thursday night, both sides of the ball were mm. were, were poor. Yeah, were poor. Yeah. I know you uh, it was your son's <laughs> birthday, so you would um 
Yeah, I, 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 I didn't, you know, and I, I never ever miss watching a Saints game, but it was my son's 21st birthday and we threw him a party in London. I was still awake at about half two, but I actually couldn't even say my name. So there was no way. I, was, <laughs> I, I, I actually fell asleep. I fell asleep at the hotel on, with it on my phone with my headphones in. And um, wifey was like, all right, you're watching the rest of the Saints game. I was like, yeah. And she went about 42 seconds later. She just said, you know what, right? <laughs> you, remember, um, you remember last year I was in uh, Florida when you all met up for the Raiders? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Is that you? Um, you? I think you FaceTimed, didn't you, from there? You were So I watched, it was a game against, um, so I was in New Orleans, I was in Florida for, about two weeks and uh, mm. the week before that Raiders game was we played the Cardinals and uh, I went yeah. to a big sports bar in downtown Disney or Disney Springs it's called and I, I, I joined the Zoom the Saints yeah. party or Saints Twitter podcast as it was at the time Zoom and I'd had a couple of bets before I left on Rashid Shaheed getting the first touchdown and any time touchdown and this was no one knew who Rashid Shaheed was then so the bookies mm. over here had stupid odds and I'd had about I want to say across two bookies because I messed my bets up. I'd add about twenty five pound on Rashid Shahid to score the first touchdown, any time touchdown, and he gets the first touchdown of the game. I go mental. I've won about eight hundred, nine hundred pound off this yeah. off this one bet. It was, and uh, so I proceed to say to my wife, "I'm going to stay and watch the rest of the game, and I'll meet you back at the hotel." Well. I don't really remember getting back to hotel because I was I was in I've won a lot of money mode. Let's let's go. Yeah. Um, but I do know that I fell asleep watching the game on my phone. <laughs> on yeah, my yeah, laptop. Yeah. I, I, I remember you being on the Zoom and then I think No, I fell asleep with a Zoom going on. Yeah, so yeah, I got you fell, the yeah, 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 yeah. the game yeah, yeah. on the TV and I was like, oh my god, did it was I I hope I was on mute because otherwise I'm sure, I'm sure I remember or whatever. I remember at one point I think you FaceTime me and you I think you were walking past like a man-made lake or something. Or it was something like that, something along those lines. And when I say walk, I mean like it was like a fucking, it was like a drunken foxtrot. I, I could <laughs> have been like, dated up. To be fair, uh, I could have yeah. been dated up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there you go. Like the dedication of the fan, even on a even on a family vacation. Well, they 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 was happy. Oh, Dylan got a lightsaber out of it. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. From, <laughs> bag or something. I don't know. Yeah, but. Mike, the season we've got two games left to go. Um, yeah, you don't normally do this because normally, you know, we 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 get have too we much rattle on for, for hours with our guests. Yeah, yeah. but it, Delvin, Delvin, we get them a Delvin privileged was guest in the of trying to sort some gumbo out. So we realized, oh, yeah, um, you know what? Fair play to him. I could do some gumbo now. I could do yes. some gumbo now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's two season, two two games left to go. How are you feeling? Um, really, a bit indifferent. Um, I know there's this sort of, you know, as a Saints fan, I'm in exactly that indifferent place that I think most Saints fans are. It's almost a case of, yeah, look, don't, yeah, again, don't take getting to the playoffs for granted. You know, we've got enough, we've got enough friends in the US who have been fans for years and years and years and years and know that even getting to a playoff, uh, you know, 25 years ago was fucking special just to get mm. to a playoff. And we sort of, we were spoiled, you know, during the Peyton Breeze era, where it was like, you know, we got there quite a lot, especially towards the back end of it. Um, but I am really, I'm, I'm in that sort of place where, like, we'll get to the playoffs, and 
at the moment, it's like, you know, we had the game last week where very impressive, very impressive. Carr was very impressive in that game. Um, and it was an enjoyable game to watch because we actually looked fluid on offense. Defensively, we sort of shut them down. You're like, and we get these moments. We've had these moments every other game this year where you think, ah, oh, maybe, maybe they've worked it out. And as I said, I didn't watch the whole game. I've watched the highlights. You don't really get a sense of of, of the real game in the highlights. But obviously, interacting with you guys during the night, I know how bad we were. Um, that, what are they doing at onside kick, man? Yeah. Like yeah. I know they've got no timeouts left. They've still got over four minutes left on the clock. That's yeah. Dennis Allen not putting faith in his defence. And yeah. not to blame him, but they, they, was off, they was a little bit off on crucial plays. <laughs> Yeah. and secondary they it seemed to me like there was always a receiver open for the Rams yeah. and maybe that was just Matthew Stafford's composure in the pocket to wait yeah. until the player was open yeah yeah Alonso yeah. Taylor got benched yeah. mid game um Alonso Taylor this is the same Alonso Taylor who we're big fans of we think he's got a huge career in front of him but came yeah. out and and had a go at fans for yeah. not go into games. It's like, yeah. sometimes you've got to realise mm. you keep those things quiet. You look at the way Taron spoke and Cam spoke and Demario spoke and these experienced pros who <laughs> understand how the game works and understand how fandom works. Yeah. And this young, this young, this young pup comes out and uh, just inexperienced, yeah. I think, on his part. And now it's come yeah, back to fight him because he got bent. The game. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, you know, Going back to the how do I feel, whatever. Hey, look, case Sarah, Sarah. I think that's where I am now. It's like I want us to win yeah. every game, uh, but unfortunately, I'm a realist and I know we're not good enough to win every game. Um, you know, even with the game against the Bucks in Atlanta, you know that there's a distinct possibility we could lose both of those games. Um, so at the moment, I'm just like, whatever happens, happens. I want us to win. You know, if we, if we get to a playoff, I know one of the guys in one of the WhatsApp groups was looking at flights for um, if we get to the playoffs and it looks doable. So, yeah, again, if I'm being selfish, I'd love us to get to a playoff because I think my wife yeah. would let me go again. <laughs> but well, don't, get, don't get me wrong. Um, like if we get to the playoffs and we have to play the Eagles yeah, in the Dome with mm. the fans galvanised, there's no reason why we can't beat the Eagles. No, um, no, or anyone. I think other than the, the 49ers, I think anyone in the NFC can beat be beat yeah. in that wild yeah, card. Yeah. But I mean, but um, the, I mean, the, all right, the other argument about it all is all right. But if we sort of lose out, we get a better draft pick. Unfortunately, you know, probably eighty percent, and all, all stats are made up, and I just made that up. Um, but 80% <laughs> of um, Saints fans would probably want us to draft a QB if we were picking up eight or nine or, you know, do manoeuvre to get ourselves into a position. But yeah. we're not going to do it. We as, we as Saints fans with this organisation know they're not going to do that. So if you're picking at eight or you're picking at 16th, 19th, 20th, it doesn't really make, it doesn't feel like it makes that much difference to us. No, it's unless Derek uh, Dennis Allen is fired, they are yeah. not taking a QB. And I, I, yeah. and people might disagree with me. And I'll and I'll be amazed. I'll be amazed if they do. Um, yeah. But maybe if Dennis 
Dennis Allen does go and they bring someone in. Maybe if they bring it, even if they just bring in a, a, a strong OC who might say yeah. to Dennis Allen, if you want me to do this, you yeah. need to look at bringing, giving me a young QB to work with. Yeah. It's not this season, the season after, because you need to be prepared. And I, I, I would like to think that they would have learned from what happened with Drew. I've said it time and time again, they tried to, yeah. <laughs> um, they tried to plan their future punter with mm. more um, focus yeah. than they did replacing Drew Brees. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we absolutely. Do, we I, look, I love Taysom Hill. I love Taysom Hill. He's one of my favourite Saints players up there with yeah, Elvin and Drew and absolutely. people. That, and, and not necessarily because they are the best players that have played for the team, but because their story means something to me and they've given me yeah. joy and same. Yeah, you know. But we were Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston has to be game managed. I love Jameis. He's a great character, yeah. but brilliant teammate. But none of them are starting franchise quarterbacks, and we didn't plan yeah. for it. But we stashed Blake Gillikin on a practice yeah. squad, and then he has a couple of bad games, and we dump him, and he's Bye. one of the top. Yeah, top. And that, and that, and, and, and now we've got, we've got a guy. We've got a guy who, and then we got a guy who punts forty-three yards virtually every fucking pump. It's like, but yet again, it, it, you saw like part of the problem, I think, also because even with the car situation, I know like theoretically there's an out after sort of year two, but. There isn't really because we're going to have to restructure him, aren't we? At the beginning of kick that down the, the road. next year, kick that down the road in order to actually get a roster. Uh, because if we don't restructure it, then we're buggered. So we know that it. But there does come a point, you know. You just but look at you look at not in a horrible way. I mean, not that they're a franchise that you'd ever want to look towards or up to, but Vegas, what they did with their their sort of QB that they brought in and obviously on a contract and they've just went nope i'm stashing you jimmy you're over there and we're going to go with this young buck and see where we go you know even if you get if you so even if you got a qb and he didn't play for two years you'd still get a couple of years where you probably could you know you could then well, look at what, massage look at what your with um hendon yeah. hooker just you know yeah. took him yeah knowing the injury was going to wipe him out this year and maybe next year he won't play but the year after maybe he's he's a yeah. starting quarterback um yeah, yeah and you look at the contract as well like i know we all say about oh you want a qb on a rookie contract but i think they're looking oh, well we'd rather take a second round qb rookie contract than the first round qb rookie contract yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. but then also it's like it yeah again you, you sort of think about it and, and you know i'm not advocating that he starts or anything but they got jake hayner and it's that sort of thing. It's like Brock Purdy's doing a job, but but beyond that, it's like, right the point. So what, did, where did we take Jake Hayner? Was it third or fourth? I can't remember. We moved, didn't we? To, um, was it, was and third, third, fourth round, fifth round. Yeah, fifth round. Yeah, so, but we've taken him, and it's like, oh, what's the point in taking? I mean, why do you even bother? Like, you know, we had we've had it now for years where we. Well, we don't develop QBs. We know that. We haven't had to develop a QB. We took Garrett Grayson years. in the third. Garrett Grayson yeah. in the third round. Yeah. Garrett Grayson's selling insurance now. He's not even 30. But, they might be 30. I don't know. Yeah. But then uh, just take a punt. Take a punt with somebody who is a supremely talented college player who you don't know if they'll Maybe make someone like league. Michael Pratt out of Tulane. But, he's, yeah. He's, Familiar with the city, and yeah, I did. He, he he shit the bed a little bit in the uh, ACC championship game against SMU, but 
Mm. You know, he's. I think the key for me, you've got to get an OC in. They have to get a good OC in. Sorry, Pete Carmichael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, you, I, I think I, you've got to you've got to get an OC in who's got some bollocks as well, because obviously, you know, if you're going to retain DA, obviously he likes his team on both sides of the ball to play the way that he likes. You need somebody who's going to go literally stand up and say, "No, no, 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 no." There, Look at, at this contradiction. Yeah, I was just saying, Look at this contradiction. Dennis Allen stands up and says. We, our identity as a football team is we're an explosive team that runs the ball. That's how we think yeah. we're a running team. Pete Carmichael, his whole career has been a West Coast offense guy. That's throwing yeah. the ball. Mm. Your OC and your head coach have differing philosophies on how to yeah. play the game. It's and football loggerheads. Abundant. Yeah, it's abundant. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't know what to, what to do, and yeah, it's just. I mean, I've been a great servant, but fuck off. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely, and yet again, it's 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 this year has been especially just infuriating because of what we were talking earlier. You have you right. So what? Of all the wins we've had, we probably have three wins where you're like, okay, okay, I might I might see something there, and then literally you shit the bed the the, the following game, and literally it's been like that the whole year. Like obviously we got you know we got we we've got a couple of wins on 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 the bounce a couple of times but they're against shit teams I mean come on let's be honest about them it's like you know what I mean it's like it, we don't need to bring the stats up about how the bad Colts these teams were the only winning team we've played and they weren't a winning yeah, team yeah, we yeah. played them. no I mean, no 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 if no. they play Gardner Minshew I'll take Gardner Minshew over fucking Derek Carr right now as our QB yeah, I don't yeah, care yeah. Anyway, I like Gardner yeah but um yeah it's just. Not great. No, not it's great. not. But I look. But yet again, it's it's not great. But then, if I think about it, even if I think about it from a UK perspective, last weekend we had a meet up, didn't we? UK yeah. Saints fans. Um, we met up on Saturday night, um, and we then met up at yours on the Sunday night, and it was a fantastic weekend. You know. So hey, look, the the the. the the stuff that's happening on the on the field ain't great, but it's these bonds that you make, and um, yeah. and yeah, it, that was a that was a really really good weekend, and and I like I just adhere other people to to get involved. And next time we have, uh, well, we know when our next Saints meetup is going to be, don't we? Um, barring a miracle, it's going to be uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> barring a miracle yeah. that involves yeah. getting a flight out of Mardi Gras. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're in like, yeah, that, that ain't happening. And I, when I look at my bank balance, I'm sort of happy about it because obviously you've got the <laughs> Super Bowl, you've got the Super Bowl, and then you've got Mardi Gras, uh, Mardi Gras two days later. Um, or should I say Fat Tuesday two days later? Um, and looking at flights, well, pancake, like, day, pancake oh, day, yeah, days pancake like day over here. And it was like looking at those flights, it was like, what the hell? So that ain't. Uh, I messaged you. I said, I don't know what's going. Why Super Bowl flight so expensive? I want to go to New Orleans. You was like, yeah, it's Mardi Gras, you dickhead. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna, one thing I was gonna say, just, just, I was trying to say it, and then uh, it, it popped out of my mind, and that's why I went, oh, it's not good, it's not good, because I was, I was filling airtime. Um, yeah. I started to watch that Barry Sanders uh, documentary, uh, Run yeah. Barry Run. 
And it made me think about how criminally underutilized Alvin Kamara is right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how uh, such a mercurial player hmm. could just be neutered by a shit head coach. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, you understand why players like Barry Sanders and I'm, pick, I'm not picking on the Lions here, but Calvin Johnson, why they went, do you know what? I'm done. Because hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I could see Saints players doing the same. Like, if you don't get rid of him, get rid of me. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's got in anyway it's, it's it's a heartfelt shame that you have you have a player as talented as alvin kamara and he still is you still see it now when he gets the opportunity you still see it now he's capable of that and you just think of i mean obviously everyone talks about c mac and uh, kamara would be no different if he was at the 49ers but, you know i mean he'd be he'd be doing exactly the same if not even more um and you look at that and you just think that's like three years going on now where you've just underutilized him and basically slightly ruined his career, especially his stats are still up there. His stats are still phenomenal considering obviously the touchdowns have gone down a bit, but all all the other stats, you know, all the stuff from the line of scrimmage are all still up there. Um, And yet again, another one where you make up a poll, if yet again, if you asked a hundred fans, current Saints fans, who their current favorite favorite player is, without a doubt, over half of them would say, "Okay, I've got no doubt about that." I mean, we've had people on the pod when we asked them that question, "Who's your favorite Saints player?" Is not allowed to be Drew Brees. A lot of them will say, "Okay," but when you say, "Who's your current favorite?" I think most of them have said, "Okay." Um, yeah, well, Dice said he was the player he'd most like to go for a beer with. We need to bring yeah. that question back in, especially for international yeah. fans, because uh, yeah, 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 it probably resonates a bit more with Brits. I'm going to ask you a question of the current Saints roster. Who would you like to go for a beer with? It's not allowed to be your current crush, Jordan Howden. I, I wouldn't want to take him for a beer. I wouldn't want to corrupt him. No, no, I, no. Want him I want him to be. I, I, I'd go for a beer with Trevor Penning. Because one, I reckon he can sing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Trevor Penning can fucking yeah. guzzle some beer. But also, uh, yeah. I think Trevor Penning would tell me what the fuck's going on. And he could bring his dad, Jeff, too. <laughs> yeah. I think any of the O-line is probably a good answer if you want to actually really sup some beer. Yeah, I think I if was... you wanted to go for a pot of beer, O-line, be, D, O-line, yeah. D-line, tight end. Yeah. Mine would be Jimmy Graham. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I bet yeah. Jimmy don't drink, though. Look at the shape he's in. I bet you don't drink. Do you know if, if I tell you a player, hey. I tell you a player I'd most like to go for a beer with who's ever played yeah. for the Saints? Jeremy fucking Shockey. I reckon Jeremy Shockey we, would we cut be that out the pod. <laughs> no, Jeremy Shockey would be one of the best nights out you've ever had. Hundred percent. I I'm gonna I'm gonna counter that with a man that you met on your first trip to the dome. Morton Anderson. Yeah, I'd love to go for a beer with him. You hey, look, you know how those Scandinavians they can drink a bit as well. Any other part when it, when it comes to those surprisingly enough in Europe, when those polls come out about right which country drinks the most, the top five always consist of the UK, Germany, and Scandinavian countries. Because it's so fucking dark all the time in Scandinavia. Yeah, 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 most of the year. But look, if you're going for a drink, oh, you're going for a drink. Well, let's reach out to Jeremy and Morton and say, look, the four of us go out for a beer. Yeah. yeah. 
Do you want to? Do you want to foursome? I mean, no. Do you want to? Yeah. Do you want a drink? Yeah. Four ball. Four ball. Four ball. All right. Yeah, I reckon. Right, Morton Anderson, Jimmy Shockey. That would be a yeah a night out. That would be a night out. That would be like the hangover. That would be like yeah. Because I messaged Jimmy Shockey about coming on the pod. Yeah, and he, and he, he, actually, oh, yeah. <laughs> he gave me the courtesy of a reply, like massive respect yeah. to him. Um, I, I, so this is rubbish backstory, but before I was a Saints fan, he was one of those players that I knew of when I was as an yeah. NFL fan. And he's got that, you know me, I'm tatted up to the eyeballs. <coughs> he's got that massive yeah. tattoo going on his arm. He caught my eye and he's a imposing mm. figure. I was like, this guy, I like this guy. And that was when my wife was going to me, why don't you become a Giants fan? I was like, I don't want to just, I want to find a team that's not, but anyway, we've talked about it on the first yeah. podcast. Yeah, when yeah, he signed yeah. for over the moon, but I reckon going out with Jeremy Shockey would be amazing. amazing. Yeah, I, I, and I, I think actually, I think we've, I mean, there probably are quite a few more that we could have picked, but I think those two on a night out with us two would be pretty special. Well, Max uh, would say Roman can go, go toe-to-toe on a beer. Max, yeah, Max yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and Brian Brzee, when he gets a bit older, he'll take a few. He's a lump. I'm That's sure I said. see him on bourbon when That's we was over. I'm sure I see him on. Now, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm sure you, I see you him on bourbon. Me. Yeah, I message you. The guy who exactly who looks like Brian Brzee has got exactly the same tattoos as him standing outside Beach Club. Was it? Beach, beach, yeah, but also club? I think it, it probably it wouldn't be a surprise if it was because I know obviously his family seemed to be. Obviously, we know that they've got they've got stuff done with Jay, haven't they? So, but they yeah. seem to be big fans of the of the city and the culture. So, I wouldn't be surprised if you know if family members had come through and he was like, right, I'll I'll take you on to on to Bourbon. Do you reckon? Do and Lou Headley can have a few beers? Castlemaine Forex. You you know you know where he's from. I think we know yeah. the answer. Yeah, without Do you know, a shadow. I can't drink. I bet break Blake Groupie. I bet you give him. Arthur Shams. <laughs> just give him give him a uh, a cause light and he's like yeah. he's done for them like 100 percent little little for, fella. For, uh, I, I don't, know, I don't know if um I don't know if baby sham is a thing in the US, but for our American listeners, go and go and search out baby <laughs> sham. That's what oh, every kid used to get oh. at Christmas. Did you oh, used to get a baby sham yeah. at Christmas? Uh my so we used to go down to my a great aunt and uncle had a pub down in Devon, and we used to go down yeah. there for Christmas in there. There's baby shams and uh, baby mm. shams, and I used to get a bag of uh, Christmas Day sitting in, the, in going to the pub and crust crust crisps and yeah. put a pickled egg in, it and then get the the crisps on the pickled egg. Americans are going to be listening to this guy, and these guys are off their rocker. But I try to give Eric, I got give love to my man Eric, yeah, Eric yeah, J. Berg, yeah. Eric Johansson. He sent me a care package uh, this a couple of weeks ago. It finally arrived after the UK customs decided to tax me. Um, but there was three giant bags of zaps in there yeah. for my son. And he was over well done, Eric. Dil, Dil Bra, Eric, you are the man. Uh, we love you, Eric. Can't, we yeah. do. Definitely yeah. we do. Although the where's note you put in there was... Care package, was, Eric? Anyway, moving on. The note Eric that. put in was quite provocative. Um, we were trying to skit, skirt customs to allude that the clothes were... We put a couple of clothes in that I bought and had sent to him. We tried to yeah. pretend that they were old, but they still tax us on us, the bastards. So really? as far as UK customs are concerned, I have a lover in Covington uh, called Eric Johansson. <laughs> and when my wife saw the message, she's like, which Eric's that from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who that homo? Yeah, yeah, who that homo? 
he'll, he'll, he'll be uh he'll be jealous we all know that we've seen the interactions on the uh socials well, I, I see him flirting with miguel on instagram so, or twitter so you know dan dan stop getting jealous mate you're his first you're his last you're his everything <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Yeah. So just going back. Uh, sorry, mate. No, you go. No, I was going to go. Going back to um, last weekend. Well, that's where uh, I was going to go. Yeah, oh, cool. Uh, uh, firstly, yeah, I want to give it. So we, we give a shout out to all our boys who were there. It was like Steve, it was Miggy, Alex, Aaron. Um, who am I forgetting? Me, you. Um, Luke, ben Luke Benoit, Luke Bennett. Luke, Luke. Came through. Uh, Baggy came through on the Sunday. Uh, Rick, uh, my brother, my my, Chris, my, my, yeah. my closest closest friends, um, and also my brother-in-law, Chris, yeah. um, and 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 also our good friend Rick Ricky Rayner. Yeah, um, and there's a few sticky, others. I, I, I apologise. Sticky Rayner. Sticky Rayner. Came through. <laughs> I apologise to um, people. I've, I've I've forgotten who, who we who we was hanging out with, but um, yeah, I've got anyone from Saturday, have I? I can't remember. It was a bit of a blur, to be honest, mate. God, yeah. But well, hey, look, you know, the people, there were people who came to Ninefold and then and then left before we ended up in Camden. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll... We, it, we uh, shout out to Alex for buying an ungodly amount of hurricanes oh. for us all. Yeah. Uh, after he did the same in New Orleans with hand grenades, <laughs> it must be drinks beginning with H. Give make him yeah. hard on for making us drunk because um, yeah, twice he went to the bar and ordered thirty hurricanes twice. Yeah. It wasn't sixty of us there. I can assure you no. of that. No, 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 no. Yeah, you have to give a big, huge out, huge shout out to the generous Alex. He's very, very fucking yeah. generous, is Alex. Um, and lost I know it was, it was, it was a cracking, cracking. Um, Weekend, uh, I obviously got in a, a little bit of trouble with the wife, um, purely from waking her up at six o'clock in the morning. Being in, okay, uh, let me let me let me just add a bit of context to this. So I, uh, get, okay. I get a text message at like half seven from Miggy Miggy Finesse. You know Miggy Finesse if you listen to her podcast. It's a video of him and Mike still dressed from the night before, drunk off their faces still. Doing shots while Karen's trying to tidy up. Mike's dear wife Karen's trying to tidy up, and I think Steve had put himself to bed at this point, or was putting himself yeah. to bed. No, he, they he, were still he, going he'd been in bed for hours. Ten a.m. in the morning, these two rascals are still going after starting off at whatever two o'clock in the afternoon the previous day. No, and no, I, I'd, been up, I'd been up. I'd been eleven. I'd been up two hours smoking my pork. That's not a euphemism. That's what she said. Smoking a <laughs> shoulder of pork, a Boston yeah. butt. For your, uh, yeah, for your hey, look, and, and <laughs> as we're doing shout outs, I'm going to shout out my wife because she was uh, she was exemplary. She uh, we woke her up at six o'clock having an argument. I'm not going to say what the subject matter was, but my wife found it very funny. Um, it was a it was a gentle argument where we were both laughing, but we were arguing. Um, and I thought she was going to come down and absolutely throw me through a window, but she came down and she acted as a barmaid, which was wonderful. Good girl. Respect to the wifey, yeah, um, yeah. And so the next meet, the next meet we've got planned, we're hitting Eleven Box Park, of aren't February. We? Yeah, yeah. Box Park, Wembley. We, I think. Yeah, we've got a couple so of tables like, lined up. 
yeah, our guy Steve's booked a couple of tables down the front of Box Park. So um, if you are, if anyone's interested, there's going to be at least 16 Saints fans front and centre, yes. regardless of who's playing. Uh, I think it's about £26 a ticket uh, yeah. for the table, and that includes a, a food voucher and a, and a pint, which is the right starting yeah. point. My, so for context, me, Mike and Alex went last this year uh, for the Chiefs-Eagles yeah. Super Bowl. We had a marvellous night. It, it was, was it really was wonderful. Just the three of us got yeah. absolutely shit based. Um, as I'm sure you're not surprised. Yeah. Uh, but we we did have the foresight to book a hotel two minutes walk from Box Park. And it really was yes. good. They had entertainment on and people were just enjoying themselves. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, there's about night. 20 different food places in there, different types yeah. of food, burgers, pizzas, chicken, uh kebabs, uh Indian chips, food, which, Asian, Chinese food, you were chip. throwing, you were throwing oh, right, at someone. Yeah. Yeah. So we was so we had a spot on the balcony. We we got there pretty early, didn't we? And picked ourselves a good spot. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. to be fair, Alex had taken us to the rooftop bar at the Hilton before and bought us several rum and whiskeys and whatever else. Yeah. So we get in there and I look down, there's a guy wearing a Taysom Hill jersey on one of these tables. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a Taysom Hill jersey. Yeah, yeah, this guy Taysom Hill jersey. Anyway, I stopped paying attention. I looked down. This guy's now wearing a Green Bay Packers jersey. And I take offence to this. And I think, glory hunter and dickhead or whatever else. And we've got chips. So I start throwing chips on the balcony down at this guy. And he's looking around. I don't know where he's coming from. Some some bloke next to me, he's not even a Saints fan, goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm throwing chips at that geezer. He's, uh, he, he was wearing a Saints jersey. And now he's changed to a Green Bay jersey. So he joins in, starts throwing chips at him as well. And this guy doesn't know where these chips are coming from. Keep hitting him, landing in their drinks. I turn around, talk to Mike, look back, the guy in the Taysom Hill jersey comes back, they were brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, if you want to come for that type of... Uh, I'm not condoning that sort of behaviour. Personally, I would have if he, called the yeah, If he opened his mouth, he could have called, called, yeah. called the popo on you if, uh, if, I, if I was thinking straight. Uh, that was the night that but... uh, Jason Bourne Casey turned up. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we don't need to. We don't. Uh, hey, look, if you can, if you can link that uh, video into the uh, into the pod, that would be good. But um, yeah, we don't need to talk about find that. A anyway, way. genuinely, find a way. We had a great time. We had a great time. The three of us last year. It was really, really fantastic. Yeah. Yet again, it's it's the same sort of thing that you get at NFL London, where all manner of uh, teams are represented. You know. Obviously, last year, the game was a decent game. Um, but, there, yeah, there's no ill will apart from the chip throwing. There's no ill will, really. And it's a fantastic time. And me, me Dan and Alex had a really great night last last year or earlier this year. And the fact that there's, a, at the moment, 16 of us Saints fans going, if you do listen to this and if you want to come along, DM either myself or Dan or the Saints City me, um, and we'll uh, we'll give you the details, and it'll be cracking. Um, yeah. Oh, a question for you, Mike. Mm. Yeah, I'm Saint Claus. What what do you want for Christmas from the Saints? I want. It doesn't a... have to be an immediate gift. It could be something you no. get. We get in April in the draft. It could be something we get in free agency. It, yeah, my mine is going to be um, take a punt on a first round QB. Take a punt. Take a punt. Even if you have to sit for a year or you have to, you know, a year and a half or you bench our current QB or that's it. 
the only like obviously you only get you know it's almost like you're you're a genie with one wish the only problem there is that you could get a first round qb but then it, he could be put in place with da and pete carmichael and therefore it's like what well you're probably fucking wasting that pick so it's sort of twofold, isn't it? Well, look, so it would be a QB in the first round. Well, listen, I found, it, I found, it, I found a little bit extra in my, found a bit extra in my sack. You get, uh, you get another present. What, what, what's what your second said. one be? A new OC, a QB uh, in a new OC, yeah. Yeah. So I, I've got a, another one to go for. Well, you, I, I, well, the, the, I, I thought that you had one, one present per, so two presents, a, a QB and an OC. But if you want a third yeah. one, my sack's empty. <laughs> no, you could. What, what I'll ask you the same question, Mr. Harper. What would you? I want. Uh, I want Dennis Allen fired. And I want him replaced with an offensive-minded head coach. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say no to that. If my wife got me that for Christmas, I'd be quite happy with that. I'll be pleased uh, if I got it for Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Let's yeah, uh, let's would... hope that some of those dreams come true. Although knowing yeah. the organisation and the way that it's being run at the moment. Neither of those will come true. I uh, think if um, if Mickey doesn't pull the bullet, he's a bit of a coward. Yeah, but also, yet again, it's been talked about plenty, plenty, plenty times. He doesn't fear for his job. Do you know what I mean? He, you know, he's there. You know, he's gonna. You know, he he's he's just fully entitled now, isn't he? Because you know, he's in charge of the will. We know that he's going to be there. I mean, you know. Kick him upstairs and let some fresh blood have a go. Um, give right, just, give Kyle a job. Give Kyle a uh, job. Absolutely, absolutely. But it's not going to happen. We know it's not. I mean, you know, I think. Uh, I, I think I'd be been... interested to hear what Kai's views on these things are. Right, you've reached out to him before, haven't you? We know that's. I, never uh, yeah, I did. I, I tried to. <laughs> yeah, oh, Kai, we're both finance guys. You work at Bloomberg. I work in the, you know, the city of London. This. Let's talk yeah, about let's it. Let's chop it up. Yeah, yeah. Let's chop it let's up. Chop let's it talk up. about the markets. Yeah. You worked in fixed yeah. income while working asset management. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. There again, there's another example of Dan's research, <laughs> which is cracking. Um, um, anyway, he worked, he worked for Bloomberg. Yeah. And then he, he, he went back to school to study. So he, he was at Rutgers doing some fi- form of financial service degree. And then yeah. he. He went back to school and did like sports management or something like that, uh, and, yeah. then, and then got a job at the NFL. So it was obviously he decided I'm going to follow my passion rather than what makes money. And, and fair fair play to him. But uh, if you ever hear this guy, come on, have a chat with us. We're we're we're, yeah. we're top guys. Give us an exclusive. Or if you ever hear this guy, give Dan a job in the US because that's where. Yeah, he give is. me a job. I'll do anything. I'll, I'll do the water bottle. Family want to I'll, live. So I'll yeah, do the um, I'll do the squirting. I don't laugh. Did you see uh, New Heights? Kelsey and, Kelsey, and, uh, Kelsey and Kelsey were talking on New Heights yeah. about <laughs> someone asked Kelsey. about where, who squirts the water bottle. And it, it was like three or four minutes laced with pure innuin- innuendo about squirting all over each other. And I was just yeah. like, this is this is not one for the Swifties. Get them on the same <laughs> city me, I say. That's what I think. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be big dog. I don't know if you like Jason Kelsey, but now I just, I don't think he's. Oh, I, I, yeah, I think, he's a guy. I think he's a dude. obviously the pair of them, you know, not not so much Jason, but Travis, obviously can get a lot of. And um, this is before the whole Swift thing. Um, can get a lot of sideway glances about, but I think they're 
obviously they're brothers, but their chemistry on that pod and that pod is yeah. a really, really good listen. Um, it doesn't yeah. matter what your affiliation team wise is. <clears throat> it's just a good listen. Um, so it's yeah, quite, I'd a bit like listening to us, really, when we riffed off against each other like this, isn't it? Exactly. exactly. These last half exactly. hour since Delvin's gone, probably been the best best content we've put out in ages. <laughs> so uh, your plans, you're, you're not going to be watching both of the next Saint games, are you? Fortunately I'm for not. you, I would say. I'm not. Why is that, I'm, Mr. Harper? I'm going, going on a little trip. I'm taking my son to see his first NFL game in New Jersey. Notice I said New Jersey. Uh, yeah. We're going to see the Giants. We're going to New York. Uh, we're going to see the Giants Rams. How game. lovely. Two teams we've played yeah. this season. So I'm going to be yeah. doing me cutlets, <laughs> but I've told him he has to wear his Saints jersey and we all wear Saints yeah. stuff. So if I, if I, next time you see me, I'm bruised and battered. It's because I've gone toe to toe with 80,000. Um, no. You know full well there ain't going to be eighty thousand people in that stadium. Oh, no. when, we, when, when we went over, when we went over three years ago for that Jets game, there was about twenty eight people in that stadium who were Jets fans. The rest of them twenty eight fans. Three. Yeah. 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 So uh, and then I'm, I'm assuming our game against the Falcons won't get flexed now because it no. doesn't look like it's going to be a battle for the championship. So it means that we I can get to watch that uh, that game. Um, which should be good. Well, uh, probably won't be good, but um, never, never root. I never root against the team. So regardless of the yeah. shit draft position, I must win out. All right. If it gets flexed, I think I might travel into London to watch that. So I'll be throwing out an invite to. Um, I had all these big plans on Thursday night when when it was my um, my youngest son's twenty first, and I was like, yeah, right. The 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 venue's booked until one. And um, right, I, you know what? I might even just get a taxi to the Hippodrome to watch the Saints, and uh, and that just fell. That fell on its ass. When I think I said, you know, on our group, it was like I was really enjoying the free bar, and then realised I was paying for it. <laughs> That's when I stopped paying for free bar. So not really a free bar. You've enjoyed yeah. not having to pay every time you got a drink. Yeah, exactly. And then realised I had to pay for fucking everyone at the end. So that wasn't good. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no. So I'll, I'll um, yeah, if it gets, if it gets, well, I'm, I might go and watch it in London anyway. Um, I enjoy that. Uh, so what's Christmas looking like? Obviously, I know you're flipping off to uh, New York on Boxing Day. Yeah, what, just what, what a quiet, like quiet, quiet one for us. Just uh, yeah. me, Nick and the kids at home, Christmas Day. It, when you go away on Boxing Day, um, you have to... Uh, just take it easy on Christmas Day. You have to make sure nip, it on, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. Yeah, I'll have a, I'll have a couple of Bloody Marys in the morning as I do. And uh, for my American colleagues, I'm I'm smoking up turkey legs this year because there's no point doing a whole turkey Woo-woo. because no. we're not going to be there. So, uh, yeah. yeah, smoking some turkey legs, Disneyland style. So those big old bastards. <laughs> Funny enough, right? They don't yeah. taste like turkey. They almost go like a ham when you smoke mm. them over several hours. So, I'll, I'll, yeah. How about you, mate? Uh, I'm I'm having a fairly a large gathering this year. Normally, it's just me, Karen, the kids, and uh, Karen's parents. I think there are 15 of us this year um, oh. at our house, so I'm actually really looking forward to it. Um, let's make sure you little... let's make sure your shit is working. <laughs> anyway, we're going to move very swiftly <laughs> on from that. We're not, we're, not, we're not talking about that type of personal business on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> although 
they were scamming bastards. I haven't paid them yet, and I'm not going to pay them. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, should we get back to a little bit of um, Saints-related stuff? Yeah. Um, hit me with some Saints-related stuff. <laughs> what Saints? Oh, we we were on the cuff here. Tell me this. How, how the fuck, right? Let's go back. Yeah. I know you didn't watch the game. I know you didn't watch the game. Yeah. 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 Uh, how do the Saints struggle so badly on third down against the LA uh, LA Rams? And Jimmy Graham is in for two snaps the whole game. I don't know how many snaps was Taysom in for as well. Not that many. Yeah, got, I don't know how many snaps he's in for. But he only got two touches. Yeah, exactly. So it, yeah, again, I, I I just don't get it. Look, look. It, do you know what I said last maybe, week? They're trying to be cute. They're yeah, trying yeah, to be yeah. cute, and they're trying to say, "Oh, they're never going to guess what we're going to do," to the yeah. detriment of the team. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the thing about, like, obviously the, the thing with Taysom is he's still, obviously he had a couple of injuries, didn't he? So he might still, there might have been still some... Residuals, you know, yeah. Ca- ca- yeah, carrying through with that. But the, the Jimmy Graham thing is just fucking ridiculous. It, I mean, it, it beggars belief now. It, it's like, you know, not only, obviously we know he was brought in to be a red zone weapon, but fuck me, he should be a third down weapon as well. It, even at least just to draw attention. Because he would draw attention. Yeah, if you're, third, if you're um, three and third and seven, third and six. Yeah, he can run a little route. Boom, yeah. big body mismatch on yeah, the yeah. Uh, whoever's, whoever's picking him up. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And and you know, yet again, I think this this is the frustration of all Saints fans at the moment, isn't it? It's like we don't get it. Um, yeah. You know, there are there are people who are far more versed in the game than we are who don't get it um you know and even even now like the 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 sort of local media i don't think there's well there's probably a couple but virtually all of the local media are now sort of calling shit out all the time you know it's you know even our boy ross jackson you know i think he was being a bit sarcastic where he um sort of Dennis Allen corrected him a little bit about when they were doing the um the final drive on it where he said they looked a little bit frenetic. Mm. Um but they yeah everyone's calling them out. So all like the local beat reporters are calling them out now as well. And it's just it, and they're know, dropping breadcrumbs as well. Um Brooke mm. from New Orleans Football she's made a a throwaway comment about Marshawn Lattimore and DA not getting yeah. on and they haven't said anything yeah. about it. And that's you know if, if someone's going to give you, if someone puts out info like that, and it's it's coming from Orleans.football, I, I tend to think there's something yeah. there. If it's not, it's just causing chaos for chaos' sake. I don't yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. their mo. Um, you know, I can imagine it with some of these lesser guys who don't actually have access to the team throwing something yeah. out like that and, yeah. and saying, "Oh, you know, this is what it is." But you know, there is so much narrative coming out from the beat writers who you can trust. Um, yeah, and and podcasts that have sources as well who have been correcting yeah, yeah. sources they've been putting out. They go, there's enough smoke here to say that one, the writers aren't happy, and and two people yeah. within the organisation who are leaking info yeah. aren't happy either. No, absolutely, and and that 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 in itself speaks volumes, doesn't it? That an organisation because not every one of these uh, pods or reporters have got the same source. So there are a number of people who are eking out the same type of information, which means that it doesn't sound like it's a happy ship. Um, But also you don't know where that, you don't know where that 
begins or ends. So you don't, you know, it's like who do you get? For, I mean, for all we only... know, Mickey's happened <laughs> and he's leaking, Mickey's leaking the news to rap report saying, Yeah, we're all good, nothing wrong there. You could have yeah. Jeff Island and Kai who are unhappy and they're leaking stuff to Underhill or whoever saying, No, this this is fucking shit. He's yeah, got to yeah, go. Yeah, we can put yeah. his news out there. It could be locker room guys, it could be players. Yeah. You just don't know who's and, and that's the problem. Like, you could, like, even if we had a player on here now. Yeah. They're so media trained that you're never going to get that in the public. They always they always back channel it. Always back channel yeah. it. Yeah. But if, if it was the next player, if it was uh Jeremy and the great Dane, hey, if they a few few um few shots. A few soundies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. A few shocky, a bit shocky knows some shots as well. Yeah. Coming from Zambukas. Oh, I bet he does. But he's got some couple of Zambukas, couple oh, of Arbs. Oh. Bit you of got, you know, little mini Bailey, mini Bailey, uh, mini Guinness, boom. Yeah, baby Guinness, get it, right. get it right. Get it right. Don't Guinness? disrespect baby Guinness. I apologize. Guinness. I apologize. You talking about baby Guinness? Oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that is. It's like at the moment, it just seems it's just a complete and utter shit show. That's what it feels. Yeah. It feels like internally, it's a shit show. On the field, it's a shit show, and there seems no end to the shit show, and that's frustrating as hell. Um, you know, and we, we, as you, we sort of, you look around the league and people have got rid of coaches who have got far superior records to our coach. Mm. Um, and there is that, you know, obviously our boys over at Saints block party who sort of run with the narrative of, you know, Mickey is just trying to prove that he can be successful without Sean. And it's, there's so much validity in that, um, because otherwise, why would you be doing what you're doing? I mean, you recruited a coach who had a losing record. You've got a coach who's got a losing record. It, it would be different if some we've lost so many one-score games where we've actually not been in the games. It makes the record look a lot better than it was. Yeah. That Oh, look at all these one-score games. It, as I said, even though I've only watched the highlights of Thursday, if when I woke up and I saw that, I was like, oh, man. We you just got to look at the box score. Because yeah, exactly. But then also, I, I just look at all the group, all the groups I'm in, and I went through a load of the messages. I realised obviously that's another game where it's just been made to look close, and it wasn't close in the slightest. Yeah. <clears throat> and that you know, and I don't get that. I mean, we talk, we've spoken before about it, that we we watch football, English football, soccer, and coaches are gone. Do you know what I mean? If you've got a talented squad, the way that the Saints appear to have a talented roster on paper maybe not yeah but on paper and maybe not as talented as a lot of people believed i think virtually i mean god we did the at the beginning when we first started this pod we did the projections didn't we with every guest that came on before the season started and there wasn't a single person who didn't have us i think the lowest we had was 10 and 7 is that ross yeah um ross or max yeah so you know, and that there was five or six or seven of them, and that was it. so they were everybody was looking at the roster thinking, but with that, regardless of whether we think the roster is as talented as we initially thought, the roster is still talented, it's talented enough to have got results in games, um, where we've lost without a shadow of a doubt. You know, you even go back to the Green, Green Bay game, that should have been a win. There's no way yeah. we should have lost that game, 
you know, and then your record, even with that one win, looks so much different now. Very but there have been three. I'll say it's very different to last season's Detroit Lions, who were in. They lost a lot of one-score games last year, the Detroit yeah. Lions, but they were in it until the end, and it was a lot of heartbreaking losses yeah. for them. This is not the same. Yeah. This is a team coming no. back. I don't say garbage time, but it's coming back in the fourth quarter when teams have taken their foot off the pedal and gone. Yeah, we've got of, a bag. Yeah, we, we've we've got a free-score lead. Let's prevent a little bit because we know they're not gonna. Yeah. And that's where we are now. And, and we've we've had at least three or four games that have looked like that. That if you, as I did, Greg's game was like up, that. Rams game yeah, was like that. You woke up in the morning without any knowledge of what the game was. You'd be like, "Oh man, we've we've lost another close one." And then you watch the game, and you're like, "We were never in that fucking game." You know what I mean? It's it's even that first game, first game against the Panthers. I watched yeah. the highlights of that. That was brutal. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's look, look, whatever it is, things need to change. Something needs to change. Unfortunately, I, I, at the moment, and obviously Rappaport has come out and said that DA is probably safe, isn't he? That's what he's come out and said. Yeah, I think he's getting that from maybe a source well, that wants DA to be safe. Who, yeah, whoever he's getting it from. Derek Carr, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, DA himself. Yeah, I'm <laughs> safe. But no problem here. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm safe, blood. Not that I think uh, <laughs> I would say blood, but yeah. Um, look, I think actually we should probably start to wrap this up because we are yeah. rattling on like a couple of fucking. We, we're like, riffing, like we like the Jay Z, Jay Z gift, the head bopping. Yeah, I, I think we should wrap up because I'm almost on the point of singing again on the pod, and no, oh, no. That shit. So, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Anyway, no, from, Listen, I would just say, from me, Merry Christmas to anybody who ever listens to us. We are very grateful for every listening. If you make it to the end of, a, of this podcast, yeah, I want yeah. to echo that. Thank you so much for listening. I want to give a big shout-out to Mike. I know he's got a busy night ahead of him tomorrow night. All them presents he's got to deliver. But <laughs> Take it easy, and mate. Did you, did you have that joke written down, you <laughs> Yeah, no, back pocket. but yeah, take it easy, mate. I know, I know you've got a lot of, lot of miles to cover. Make sure the set yeah. working. Don't go forget, mate. Yourself. Um, <laughs> I, do love you. I do love you, but go fuck yourself. I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Listen, anyone who's, who's made it to the end, uh, you are a saint, literally. And uh, and and from a sporting point of view, I just all, uh, all got to say for us is uh, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas festive period, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Please celebrate it yeah. and enjoy it every moment of it. Have a blessed new year. And we will we will catch you on the other side in January. Also, just just on that, and because we've spoken about it on previous pods, and we even spoke about it with Delvin on this pod. If you're out there and you are listening to this and you are struggling mentally, um, get in touch with either me or Dan. You know, not not a not an issue there. We we'd um, we're approachable. We'd be there. So if if Christmas is a tough time for you, which it can be for a lot of people. Um, just reach out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Get us Twitter, Instagram. Absolutely. If you've got our numbers, text us, WhatsApp us. We we, yeah. we, we know what it's like. We've been there uh, and we would be more than happy just to listen or whatever people need. Yeah, absolutely. We out.